Welcome to the Joypreneur podcast season number three. My name is Melanie Kovac. I'm your host and I'm super excited to be doing season three finally because it's been a while since we last recorded and this time it's available with video and the focus of this season is creative entrepreneurs who are on a mission and also want to enjoy the journey. And this episode is about finding your story worth sharing, which is really important. Uh, and also in the work I do, it's often with my coaches that they are like not sure which story to share. And maybe they feel like, oh, my story is not so important. And I feel like stories have can be so powerful because they can really inspire people to act. They can share, um, spread ideas like a TEDx talk, for example. And so uh, I've invited a special guest today, uh, Katharina Hochstedt. She's an award-winning award -winning podcast producer and storyteller. Um, she actually started the first podcast club and podcast recording studio in Zurich. And when she's not producing her own shows, She's actually coaching other makers who want to create a podcast uh, that stands out from the crowd. Katarina, welcome uh, to the podcast. Thank you so much, Melanie. I'm very excited to be here. How are you arriving? I'm very excited to join you in relaunching the Joypreneur podcast. We're on video today. That's a first for me. So um, it's a cool experience, but it's always nice to chat with you. So very glad to be here. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> so maybe for the ones that don't know you yet, um, you haven't always created podcasts. Would be maybe interesting to hear how how did it all start with? Um, how did you get into podcasting? Yeah, I think it's interesting because today podcast is such a buzzword, right? Like everyone has one, everyone aspires to do one, and I often heard like, wow. You're in like the right business. You're in podcasting. So strategic. Um, but for me, um, the entry into podcasting really wasn't a strategic choice. <laughs> Which was, <laughs> it was great for me uh, because I'd been very strategic my entire life with my career. Um, I also used to play basketball as a teenager, learn about goal setting. So my brain was like really calling all the shots for me for a long time. Um, but what also always happened in parallel uh, was that I had this big fascination for stories, reading books, feeling things through music. And um, yeah, I think I've always been craving connection in my life and found various ways of getting that type of connection as well. And when I then discovered podcasts first as a listener, um, it was really, I think, this connection like mm. that I felt to the stories I heard. And what was your first podcast <laughs> that you were like, wow, this is amazing? Yeah, so um, it was actually This American Life, which is a um, radio show in the U.S., that started in the 90s um, by a guy called Ira Glass. And he has a very cheeky kind of comedy way of telling stories. He loved telling stories about regular people that no one has heard about. And he's very talented in crafting a story that like has a bigger take home message. Like you feel something. 
Um, and of course, he would, you know, tell a story about a woman who believes she has superpowers and can fly. But once I listened to that episode, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I feel you. I get that, you know. And I think that's the kind of connection um, that I was really drawn to. And I was like, wow, like when my brain shuts off like the visual stuff and I'm not reading or looking and I just hear this story, something amazing happens within me. I'm connecting. Um, so that was one. And then the second one, like the rest of like 240 millions around the world listeners, like back in 2015, Serial, mm. also from the U.S., there it was more, I mean, it's a um, murder plot investigation, but I was just like soaking in my bathtub listening to this. And I'm like, and, and for Serial, it was not so much the story, but the voice and the presence of the host, Sarah Koenig, that I was like, you know, like, can I do this? Like, wait, mm. like, um, in terms of sharing my voice. So those two things really kind of created that desire, a secret desire that I probably didn't tell people about. Um, and then I guess sometimes the world has its way of, you know, just <laughs> getting you places. Um, so um, as I was listening to all these cool podcasts and I was running my strategic corporate job, I was slowly burning out because I wasn't happy in that role. But also my partner at the time, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. So we were struggling with his diagnosis. He had relapses, chemotherapy, uh, MRI scans, like very intense kind of living situation, um, which for me in the end, I was put on sick leave because I was almost reaching burnout. So I had six weeks where I wasn't in like my strategic career mode. I was just kind of, okay, I'm just gonna be. Um, and during that time, um, my partner at the time, he also had this media project and this idea of sharing stories around cancer. Um, and I think that media project at that time, it was also like podcasts, like this new thing, like we're doing video, but somebody wants to do a podcast, you know, like looking around the room and I was raising my hand and I started playing around with it and yeah, that's how I started. So I don't know. It's the causality of like a cancer diagnosis, sick leave, and I'm in podcasting. Yeah. Mm. So it kind of was meant to happen in a way. <laughs> and okay. So a lot there already that I would love to dive more into, but maybe like what are you doing now um, to where you started? You know, like mm. you left your corporate job at some point and. Yeah, very quickly. I was out of the door six months after this uh, moment. But um, so I would say that I probably, I mean, it's been seven years since that moment of my sick leave. And I'm probably closer to that point where I work now than I've been during the last five, six years. Um, because this was right at the advent, I think maybe one year or two years later, podcast was like massively booming. Um, and that's where I got busy creating, yeah, communities, podcast studio, everything podcasting. Um, and in that hustle, I kind of, I somehow lost the reason that I found in podcasting in the hustle of like, oh, podcasting, it's strategic. <laughs> so I'm, I'm back now to um, really doing what I'm best at. And I think that's seeing 
people's stories, um, slowing things down and figuring out how we kind of stitch together a narrative and, and figure that out. Um, and it took me a while to understand because that's a very creative role and like what are the boundaries around that? Do I own the project? Do you own the project? And I landed in some a concept where I'm, I'm basically coaching podcasters and content creators, but I'm, and I'm thinking I'm role playing the producer on their show. So I come in and I'm like, you get my production passion, <laughs> like on there. Um, but then I kind of gently hand it hand it back, and hopefully then that podcaster can really kind of shine and thrive with with that. Um, concept and, and the way of sharing their voice. Mm, super interesting. And so, but I, I, I still want to go back to my my survival story. So how yeah. was it for you to get started with podcasting and how did you find like that story, like the angle, how you wanted to kind of, um, yeah, draw the narrative, as you said before? Yeah. I mean, the benefit of not, you know, having a PhD in podcasting was that I could kind of also steal respectlessly <laughs> like, or, yeah, like, like that. That sounds cool. Let's try that. Um, I, I, I didn't have anything to prove to anyone. I could just kind of follow my creativity and my intuition. And um, and I was very ambitious in, in, in the sound aesthetic and the kind of storytelling I wanted to have. Um, so I started, I mean, looking for music online and writing together a story with my best Sarah Koenig voice of serial. <laughs> like I, I totally kind of imitated that, um, which in the end is only theatrics. And of course I had to work, I worked probably one and a half years on figuring out what parts of my story made sense to, to share um, there as well. Um, but what helped me at that point, which I didn't mention before, of course, was also... Um, both me and my partner at the time, we were um, desperate for stories that of people who kind of felt and looked more like us um, that we can relate to. We felt very lonely at the time and we weren't necessarily interested in kind of being smacked on into the like cancer crowd. Nothing bad about people with cancer, but it's just like we didn't feel our truth being told in there. So I was also very intentional about like, there must be other people like me out there who like feel like I'm still a person. I don't want to be alienated. Um, I still, you know, wonder how I look in the mirror, even though my husband has cancer, like I'm still a human. Um, what if I find these types of stories? Um, so I think that focus and that drive um, also really helped me in, in, in shaping my narrative. But it was, I mean, literally like opening my Mac, I, MacBook Air, I think it was at the time. <laughs> and like, where do I edit audio? Like GarageBand, okay, double click. And importing music and, um, and recording myself on the phone uh, and exporting that and listening back to that. Um, and it was after talking to a lot of people who were in podcasting and that's the beauty also, I think, especially at the time of the podcast market or um, the industry, people were very relaxed and open um, and very approachable. So I could really go to people and like, well, how does it work? Or like big podcasters at the time uh, would open the doors and I would have a chat with them. And 
Um, mm. Somewhere in that mix also, somebody told me that I needed to have a story editor. So that's also when I worked with someone who helped me shape my story. For the My Survivor Story, yeah. like the first podcast. Yeah. I mean, it was a huge project. It was like, I think, honestly, three years. I worked on my story for one and a half years. We were so late on that like project budget. <laughs> I don't know. They were very kind with us. Yeah. So you, you calculated a lot of time. half a year and had like three years in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, we also went once around the world, right? We went to 13 countries. I interviewed people in many different languages and like just that production high, like, whoa, going out and gathering all the content. And I guess podcasters can, can even relate to that too, right? You have a lot of interviews and then you have like raw material in the backpack and you're like, me. The longer it's on your hard drive, the <laughs> harder it is to pick it back up. That so reminds that was... me of the few podcast episodes I created and then had in my backlog be before releasing. So, yeah. 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 So it, it takes time sometimes. And I think that was a very big project. It was a personal angle. It was international. Um, it went super, super big right off the gate. Yeah. How did you decide how much you wanted to share about yourself? Because that's always a little bit the question with the people I work with or like, oh, I don't want to overshare. I don't want to like, mm -hmm. you know, how much is relevant from my own story mm -hmm. um, for the others. How much do I show myself? So like you, yeah, were Martin's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, for the ones who haven't listened to the podcast yet, I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. uh, my, survival, my survival story also won several awards actually yeah. um but yeah so how did you decide how much you wanted to show like yeah tell the story also from your angle yeah I think that's like a two-fold decision I think the first one is really to ground in I grounded in myself like I'm ready to share and I want to share like authentically because I want to kind of feel this need of missing stories and if I'm not showing up for that like who who would mm. but of course like any other maker back when I was like starting up in garage band the focus was like who what story can we tell and go out and look and just grab all these stories so um I had this kind of inner longing to share my voice um but the start of the process was very much about like getting the content getting the stories so it took me a while to figure out okay I'm actually in this, like, I'm an example of the person I'm trying to help. Uh, my, like, so you my thought story. first the story was more about the people you interviewed. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was basically also the pitch that got us the money. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was really the outward focus. And then, um, yeah, all these things, you know, sometimes, you know, like, you have an itch, like, okay, I know I need to share our experience or my experience and then you maybe you pseudo share it via other people's stories but you're kind of like you know want to share it's your take but try to get it through by an interview or something and um, I think the real revelation of like no there's no way of not sharing our story was really when I worked with the story editor um, with Whitney and she was like Mm -mm, no way around that like where is your red thread and uh, so it took somebody from the outside like being hey yeah and that's what I meant with the two 
twofold process. Like, I think you need to be internally somehow ready and have an itch longing. Like, mm. there's some, no one, nobody can force you to share your story. Yeah. And you should definitely not do it because it's on a checklist somewhere, you know? But um, I usually try to encourage people to consider that. And I think a lot of that has to do with making it psychologically safe to feel like you're in a place where you can share um, your story. And I think my story editor really helped me with that. So once you're ready to share it, like getting help from someone uh, who sees it. Um, and that, that's very interesting. I was like, this is such an important detail. And she's like, mm -mm. <laughs> no, 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 we don't going to talk about that. Like, I was like, okay. It's a kind of humbling experience too, because when your story is just brewing in your own, old, own head, mm. um, yeah, I could quickly feel quite overwhelming yeah I see this a lot also with the people I work with like as a business coach it's yeah. like just you don't see the forest for the trees yeah um, because you're so much in it and I imagine with the story it's the same um I mean we we keep talking about you you know share your story mm -hmm. but in the end I think every one of us has so many different stories to share mm -hmm. so that's also why like find your story worth sharing so which one of those you know like so if somebody is not sure which story or which angle they want to pick, like mm. from your own experience, how do you find like, oh, this is a story that's then maybe like relevant or or the one to share? Yeah. <clears throat> so I think when we ask the question of a story in this way, we might like be thinking about a story. And what I would encourage people to do more is kind of feel Mm. your story um, and again if stories are about connection and feeling connected I think every entrepreneur out there have a reason for why they're doing what they're doing um, we are observing the world we're constantly scanning the world what's going on what's missing um, and we find something that we want to fix and they're like obviously there's a story there mm. right so I think peeling back and like what got you into this in the first place and how is that why like driving you. But I think all this discussion also of, yeah, strategizing around our why or finding our why. Like I think sometimes we can also just follow our curiosity, like three steps back, like what, what led me there and not here. And I kind of take it step by step. There. Maybe, yeah, back to the why. It's a good uh, keyword. Mm. Like you know, people who are still hesitant to share. I remember also you coaching me for the for this <laughs> very podcast like Oops. three years ago. Yeah. And I remember me feeling like just, you know, I'm just a host and this is not about me. Mm. Um, and you telling me, yeah, no, but it's also about you. People are curious about your perspective. And so what would you say? Why is it important that, um, you know, you share kind of as an entrepreneur, for example, what like your origin story of what drives you and why you're doing what you're doing, but also like maybe for other podcast hosts or whatever, like like their kind of take on things. Like, why does it matter? I um, think when you when you show up on a podcast, either like if you're intentionally showing up and like here's the connection I'd like to create, um, you're making the most out of showing up or you're just showing up empty and like hello but that's still showing up right uh, people are still listening to you and there may not 
connecting to you. you you will just be another generic podcast like if you choose to take the space um in the first place i would suspect that you have that very itch of like i have something to share um so yeah i've been, I've been thinking about this quite a lot lately about the content we create and the content we share and that we also need to be mindful like I'm making a podcast. I'm taking someone's attention now, right? Mm. What do I do with that attention? Like, how can I make sure that's caring? How can I make sure that I'm making this a connecting space for this person? Um, so I think that it kind of comes with a responsibility somehow too. Because if you stay shallow, um, then you're just adding to the buzz somehow, right? You're just adding to the shallow information floating around. And I, the more I think about it, I kind of believe that that's maybe even harmful to people to just have more and more and more information that doesn't have this depth and, and, and value um, of, yeah, the intention of why we're setting up the space and why we're taking that mm. attention. So I think it's getting more and more important. And I think it's, out of respect for your listener, but also um, discovering like your own story and why you do things. I mean, that's very creatively stimulating, right? Because it allows also the conversations that you have um, to build on each other and that could help you develop your business and your ideas and, I mean, find partners and business partners because when you're sharing who you are authentically, that's what could come back to you, so... So it's about like <clears throat> connection. You keep saying that word like Sorry. <laughs> basically. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's about basically that stories allow you to create connection, be it with potential like clients, business partners, like people in the audience. Mm -hmm. um, so when you share more from your perspective and from your story and what drives you, um, the more you're able like to build this authentic connection. That's, that's yes, what you're I'm saying. I'm happy you added authentic because I think connection <laughs> can also be a tainted word. <laughs> I have to watch out. No, um, and I'm saying connection, yes. What I really mean is allowing people to feel something, I think. Um, so I think like creating this emotional resonance with others and showing up and allowing for that to happen. Mm. I don't know if all of this is too conceptual, but <laughs> I'm like floating away on my No, no, no. I mean, here. I I think it's so important, like this topic of feeling, thinking. You said it in the beginning yourself about your journey, right? You were very strategic, um, but then like also realizing, you know, what 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 feels right. And I think, yeah, it's it's something we forget a lot in our society these days that we're very like driven by our minds uh, where a lot of people um yeah and i mean you and me we we constantly talk about that right mm -hmm. of, of of also the sheer overwhelm we sometimes feel by all the information and the buzz and and everything that's that's going around and i think sometimes it's a bit unfair that like that's the scene you're supposed to kind of get up on and buzz around in order to have a voice today mm -hmm. um so i think that's why we need to also rethink as I said, like create also these safe spaces to share our stories and how can we as hosts really be hosts of a safe space then mm. and use that space and attention. Yeah, I love that point because I see so much that, of course, like a lot of the people I coach, 
it's about like um, also how do I attract the right clients and marketing. And so it's a lot about that they think they need to keep posting all the time and creating content. Yeah. But what you're saying is more like it's not about like more, 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 but rather like going deep and like creating something that is really authentic and that like that resonates with people that is full of emotion. Yeah, I mean... That's really what I stand for. And I think when I share that with people, sometimes I just even see shoulders going down and like, whoa, I can do that. <laughs> I, I'm allowed to slow down. And and maybe that's a discussion we don't have often enough around content. Like how, yeah, like kind of acknowledging the water that we swim in, you know, like it's everywhere. And I mean, a few weeks ago, I think I, I did the same mistake, like aspiring podcaster coming towards me and like, where do I start? And I was like, oh, I have this old guide um, that I put together many years ago. I can send it to you. That guide is like 37 pages long. <laughs> you know, that's not very kind. <laughs> Too much information. Like we don't need more information mm. today. We don't. Like we don't need more ideas. We We need to connect more. We need to feel more um, and that's like you could take a piece of information and when you attach that to the story around that information like here is what made me think of this here's the experience that made me ponder upon this or maybe we think how that piece of information works for my life or in my society that gives it such another vibration you know it's kind yeah, of it feels more caring yeah, I love the word caring as well. And 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 also curating in a way of like, hey, this is important mm-hmm. or or this is why it matters. Yeah. In the sense of like, yeah, there is so much information out there. And so kind of adding your voice with like, yeah, kind of adding your point. Not not more information, but more like what what really matters. Yeah. But it's scary because it's like a rat race too, and we're so primed to look at downloads or you know, views and likes and all these metrics. And I was like, hmm. like, I think we have to question the metrics too. And like, wait, why am I doing this? And like, yeah, it's about finding my people and the people who will feel safe in my space and um, making sure I get to these people. Um, mm-hmm. And if I'm running a podcast and these are 50 people showing up with me 40 minutes per month, I think that's quite a powerful place yeah yeah I remember like I mean of course now we're not just talking about podcasting but everywhere you could share a story also like on a stage for example but um maybe maybe also for the medium of podcasting I know um you you know that so what 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 why is it such a powerful medium for the ones who maybe don't have a podcast yet <laughs> and still want to start one <laughs> because we need more. <laughs> yes, we need more. So I think what podcasting allows us to do very efficiently is like bring this kind of many other layers of context, of texture, of feeling, of like the even the chemistry and the vibration of the encounter. And that like, it just does that instantly. Um, so you have like an instant kind of depth to it, um, which is pretty powerful. Mm. Um, so if you're, you know, looking to connect with people 
that you might want to work with or I think sometimes people are like, oh, I'm going to launch a podcast because I'm going to raise my awareness. Like, I don't see it that way. I think podcast is really an engagement tool for people to really get to know you deeper. So let's say someone maybe heard you on a stage somewhere or like saw you run all these fabulous events that you're doing, for example, but they want to like get to know Melanie better and be around in your space a bit without necessarily interacting with you. <laughs> a podcast really allows you to do that, right? Um, so I think it's it's about, yeah, being known and... and it's also about building trust. Sounds oh yeah, like, no? definitely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A lot of trust goes into that. And also just like style. Like, how are you as a person? Like, mm. I can't really get that from a website, you know? Yeah. Anyone can look cute on photos, <laughs> and you know? I don't know. Um, like, we can have this brand going on, but when you hear someone speak, like, yeah. Yeah. And now maybe also very, like, technically, you know, like, if you know or you have a itch of what you want to share mm -hmm. but then like how do you make it a good story like what does a good story need like basics uh, in terms of yeah I mean I think that's the misconception too we're all storytellers right mm -hmm. when we're excited about something we're telling stories all the time and that's basically explaining a sequence of event and I think everyone has been in the situation where you're like locked into a bad story of like sequence of event that leads nowhere and just like goes on and on and on and, <laughs> and on. then then <laughs> yes you know um <clears throat> so yes I can go into saying like okay it's good if the scenes that you're talking about they build on each other um this happened and therefore this happened but we're, we we really do that when we're excited about something um so I think what people should look out for today when they tell a story is and what we might be afraid of sometimes because we want to share ideas too quickly like go back to basics and share like information about the room the street you walked on when you saw that dog crossing the street like then we're with you in the sequence of events so kind of bring it back to actual things actual scenes mm. and very important at the end like so what why is that important like mm. you wouldn't believe it but this made me think about this like that's the whole point of the story right um so i think and that goes back to what i said before when you said okay i'm going to work on my storytelling and so on and i have this information like look how that relation like that information relates to you and in your context and how can you um explain me in scenes like I met this person for a coffee. They told me this and that made me think of that. But then I realized this, like make like bring us there with you uh, in each mm. sequence. Um and 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 be basic about like you don't have to tell like a magnificent story. Like I think the ordinary stories that really but, have this bigger point to it is But there needs to be attention, no? Like like also this famous template of like the hero's ah. journey that all Hollywood <laughs> I mean, uses. Yes. Oh, we are also evolving beyond the hero's journey, right? Because that's a very masculine approach of like dude going out on a mission and then comes the <laughs> dragon. And like there are other ways of, of sharing those stories and um, 
What would be another way? Like um, no, but just as I said, like a sequence of events. It doesn't have mm. to be I'm setting off to like on this quest, like you know, mm. because that can sometimes also feel a bit awkward. Like sometimes you are setting on. I think the traditional entrepreneur maybe is setting on on that quest, and you want to solve this issue. Uh, that's kind of a hero's journey you're on, right? So that fits right in. Um, yeah, but I mean, I told you about how I I met my partner. And you were like, "Whoa, <laughs> what a story. <laughs> is that a hero's journey? I don't think so. Like, we don't have to, like, um, how do you say, fabricate that, uh, in that. But, of course, what I think we get lost in now as well, because we use the word story so much about, like, the story of this person or the story of that person. Personally, also as a producer, I'm not so interested in, like, this inspiring person who has everything figured out. Um, we want to hear like about that awkward time when they didn't have have everything figured out, right? Um, I'm more inspired by someone maybe who doesn't have a big name but went through a hardship or a big name, fine, who's super inspiring, but then I want to hear about those vulnerable parts um, because why am I telling this story in the first place? It's because I want to connect authentically with the person who's listening. And that person who's listening also need to see themselves and their humanity in the... There are a lot of people now in my little example. But <laughs> the listener and, and your audience need to also see themselves in what they hear to be able to connect to it. Mm. So I think that's when I say, okay, the narrative um, kind of arc of like, you try to do something, but something is in your way. Um, that also comes, if you don't want to do the hero's journey, um, like, I would just say, like, focus on vulnerability. Like, that's that's also, like, dare to zoom in there of, like, yeah, what was a time when you didn't have it all figured out? Mm. That's a good pointer, I guess. Yeah. I, <laughs> actually, have a, I actually have a keynote <laughs> to yeah. prepare for next week. So okay. <laughs> this is very relevant for me too. <laughs> yeah. So, awesome. yeah. And I mean, I if you want me to get more concrete, like something I often work on with my podcasters, like basically a, just a focus sentence um, of like, I'm doing a podcast about, and then there's a topic, or I'm doing a company about or a startup about, um, for, who is it for? Because my reason for doing this. Mm -hmm. And that's like such a simple sentence. Um, but you could drill that down into like the end of time, into eternity. You know, you could always go deeper with, hey, what exactly is it I'm sharing? And for who exactly is it? And my motivation might also change. And that kind of context help us like really connect with you deeper mm. and if you want that narrative tension like i'm doing a podcast about for because but someone is there to stop me from doing that or something is we're up against something here can you give us an example I one mean, of I, the I shows was, you produced no but I, I only like what i was talking about now right like the information overload mm. that's definitely my butt no it's not my butt <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um, that's a bit what, but I feel I'm, I'm up against, right? When I try to encourage people to, to share their voices, they're like afraid mm. because there's this kind of hectic tempo to how we need to publish content and how you need to sound like, and what if you sound differently and 
will you be judged? And is there a way to do it? Mm. Um, so, yeah. Mm. I mean, so, and the, the tension, for example, in my survival story was like, young couple goes out around the world to like, you know, find inspiring stories. But it, in the end, like, they realized that the most challenging part for them was like their own living room. It was their own relationship and it was their own, their own situation. And the answers were right there. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, sure. I think, um, yeah, we're slowly wrapping up. <laughs> um, I think Reeling we went to a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. But, <laughs> but yeah, is there is there anything else that you think we haven't touched upon that is very relevant about, like, finding your story worth sharing. I think we touched a little bit upon also you, the co people you coach mm -hmm. that want to create a podcast mm -hmm. um, and the obstacles that they maybe face or the challenges. But yeah, I don't know whether you want to say more. I can talk the whole night about this. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, no, I think that's fine. I mean, if you're curious on how to tell deeper stories, I do a monthly session called Make It Matter. Mm. So everyone is welcome there, even people who don't have a podcast yet. Maybe you will come there once as well. For Love sure. to have you. Um, and um, yeah, I hope like, you know, I want to thank you too for creating this space and this safe space for people to share their stories. And I hope like that we can be brave and, and share authentically what we're going through because when we open up, others open up too. And I think that's a more nicer environment to, to be in. That's like the perfect wrap-up sentence. <laughs> I was going to ask you, like, what's kind of, you know, I, I think that's my main takeaway as well, like that that the power of, co uh, like, the connection you can create through stories. So it's mm -hmm. kind of... And not, the trust, as you said, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which kind of comes from connection, I guess, mm -hmm. um, that you see yourself in that person or in that story. Yeah. Um, and so it's not about more, more, more stories mm -hmm. um, or the perfect template of like how you tell it. <laughs> um, it's more about like, is it real? Like, is there emotion there? And is it, yeah, does it like, and then with the right people, it will resonate and with the others, maybe not, but that's okay. Yeah. And I mean, for anyone listening to this, like start in a safe place, you know, have coffee with someone you you really like and and share something about your journey start there see how that feels see how that resonates maybe they're like the other person will open up and share other ideas with you and the rest is history you know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but um i think that's that's a great way to to like trust your ability to tell stories and there to share um in safe places yeah i think the safe space is an important one because mm -hmm. also if um, the entrepreneurs I coach, then, you know, sometimes they have the dream of like doing this TEDx talk mm. or like pitch on a big stage. But yeah, I, I think it's important to start small with an audience where you feel like, yeah, it feels safe. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then like go maybe bigger with time, the more you kind of feel comfortable also. Um, Everyone's approach is different. And I think it's fine as long as you go out there and try. Um, and you will also feel, did this feel authentic and good for me? Am I ready for this? Or do I need to scale it back down? Um, and uh, But does it, does, are you ever like 100% ready? Because I yep. think there's always like a little <laughs> bit of fear, you know, like yes. how will the others react? So I think it, this will never go 
totally away, right? Absolutely. I mean, I can I share one last story? Do of course, yeah. please. <laughs> that was the post-it that I texted you about, right? Mm. Um, that came um, to me. That was... Um, so basically, like, my recent realization was, like, okay, the through line of everything I've been doing the last seven years was, like, okay, I want to help people kind of share their voice. And that's whether that's through the recording studio or the podcast club or with the productions I did um, or the people I helped. Um, but what I also recently realized, or I had this, like, I was working on my things, and then I had this, like, quote from Blast from the Past kind of thing, like my old basketball coach when I was 17 years old, um, he had this um, mind uh, like pep talk exercise that he did where he like on a post-it, he wrote like a little pep talk for each player in the group. And uh, my post-it said like, find your right emotion. Um, and once you found that, you can do magnificent on court or at court, you know, so like mm. find your right emotion. And so I was kind of like just bouncing that off with someone like then and talking about it and also like another group and, um, and, and um, a person in that group was like, yeah, but that's exactly what you do. You help people feel safe as well. It's not only about sharing their voice, but it's also about feeling safe and have the right emotional charge to share from that place that feels authentic and is good. Mm. And she's like, do you still have that posted? And I went down in my basement and I was like, shit like okay 2000 2001 okay I didn't spend my whole afternoon but then I was looking and I took out like the envelope and like it was there like I had that post-it and I was like wait like that was a lesson from when I was 17 <laughs> because the thing also as a basketball player I was tall and I could have you know games where I was doing super assists or scoring many points. And then I had other games where I literally would get like a ball in my head, like boing, like that kind of player, <laughs> like <laughs> substitute, you know. Uh, I was so uneven in my performance and I often got really afraid um, playing, like I got in, in my head, you know. And that's still true today. So to, again, kind of connect that to what you said, are we ever ready? Um, are we afraid? And, and all these things. And I think more and more, that's what I'm realizing too for myself, that it's so much about finding the right feeling that I show up with. And then if I take the bigger stage with that feeling and it, it works, then, I mean, that's a better, more helpful way for me to prepare than like frenetically rewriting my notes and, you know, come up there being prepared. Um, so so what, what's, what's very concretely, what's the right feeling to find? Like for I today, guess, how? <laughs> I guess it is to feel safe. Mm. And that's an internal feeling. Like you can feel safe by your environment, but obviously if you're on a stage with a lot of like strangers, um, how do you like connect to that safety in yourself, that safe place where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to share from like a place where I'm, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have the recipe for it, but I'm just realizing still today when I'm showing up, I could either do magnificence or I can get the basketball in my head, like boing, like, and I was invited to do like a workshop, um, like yesterday we were chatting about it and I'm like, oh, again, if I have the right feeling for this workshop, it might be amazing, but it might also be too much for me and I'm not ready and mm. I'm still debating that every day, so. I think it's about deciding to be ready at some point. Yeah. 
But I think it depends on your temper too, because some people are just overdoing it and then it's yeah. too much. And then you have to roll it back like 10 steps instead of one. And you're afraid and you keep hiding and you don't share your story. So I think you need to like, I don't think there's a default to like, just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. And I think I'm a little bit guilty of that. Of like <laughs> sometimes pushing myself too far too fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, one thing I'm curious about because the joypreneur, what, what's a joypreneur for you? Mm. If I say connected once more, you're going to slap me. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're, um. you're uh, safe there. <laughs> a joypreneur, I think. Yeah, I think joy and sense of wonder and like being open, um, that also is all about feeling safe and, and trust. Um, so I think that is an entrepreneur who has a, an environment and an ecosystem that's safe and um, who is then safe to try new ideas and, and be creative. And from that, a lot of magic can happen. Yeah. That's Love my definition it. for the day. <laughs> Ask me tomorrow, maybe. Uh, I think maybe you should do my podcast intro. <laughs> um, where can people find more about you and the work you do? Uh, the amazing work you offer. Oh, thank you. Um, so a nice place. I was al almost going to say the wrong website now. <laughs> I caught myself. Um, so a good place to start would be uh, tinkamedia.com slash hello. Because that's like kind of a catch-all. That's everything I do. And then you can choose. Mm. Great. So I guess you'll link to that. I will. Well. Yeah. Of course. You don't have to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here and uh, wishing you all the best. And Thank I'm you, so dear. glad that you get or the people get your coaching to share their stories in an authentic way, in a way that feels safe. So that then more people can feel connected to them and get that sense of belonging. So thank you very much for sharing that thank here. You. Now you should do my intro, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always easier for the other person, yeah. no? <laughs> no, thank you very much. Thank you.